This After Dark podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Hi, Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys here, proud sponsor of the Universal After Dark podcast. How would you like to be among some of the first guests to stay at Universal's new property, the Aventura Hotel? Aventura opens this August and is another great option to consider when staying at Universal. You can get early entry benefits, transportation to and from all the parks, and have views of any of the three parks. At the end of a long day, have a drink in style on the new rooftop bar. Book a four-night stay with me to get 20% off your stay with rates as low as $116 per night along with a $50 food and drink credit. You must book by June 15th and travel dates are August 16th through December 20th. Mention this ad to stack your savings and get $25 off your deposit. Find me at WPMagicJourneys.com or any social media at WPMagicJourneys. Welcome to Universal After Dark, a Universal podcast that's not the same as all the others. Hello and welcome to uh, another edition of Universal After Dark. I am not Amanda, and on this episode, we are joined by Craig. I'm not Amanda either, but I can be for $20. You can pretend, certainly. How are you, mate? I'm all right, mate. I feel like I haven't talked to you for the longest time. It does feel like that sometimes, doesn't it? It really, really does. Yeah. What episode's this? 299? Oh, God, God knows. God 2001? Knows. No. 198? Yeah, about about 198. Something like oh, that. Or 98? Oh, I can't remember. Doesn't matter. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, we've got you on here because you have just returned from your huge trip to Orlando. Yes. We are splitting this up, so just like your holiday, we're splitting this up. So this episode is going to be about your trip to Universal, and then on Diz After Dark, there will be your trip reports of Disney. Yes. You know, and the two things, you know, are like oil and water. So we're just going to focus on Universal here. So yeah. as we do at the start of every podcast, Craig, what are you drinking? Orange squash. Ooh, fruity. Um, I've got some ice cold water out of the fridge, which I've got in my nice uh, drinking bottle. I bought a drinking bottle because I drink a lot of water now. So I, I bought one of those like keep your drinks cool bottles, metal flasks with well, a straw. Liverpool University was uh, an advert on Facebook at the moment to register if you want to go on a year-long um, test with them. And one of the, they want to do. It's water drinkers versus diet drinkers, diet coke, whatever, on weight loss. 
Okay. So I've signed up to it. Your, your BMI's got to be in a certain level, which mine is. Um, I've signed up to it. It's just whether you, you get a phone call, so it'll be a little interview, whether you get selected. But So you're either going to be drinking fizzy drinks for a year of the diet variety or water for a year. Mm. And they they provide the drinks. Very good. Yeah, because um, I obviously very famously lived on Cherry Pepsi Max. Uh, I mean, it would seem on the podcast that was true, but it was actually true in real life as well. And um, I've not soft drinks pretty much on the head. I have a maybe an energy drink or two during the week, depending on if I've run out of coffee. And um, otherwise, it's pretty much water, a bit of squash, but mainly water. So, yeah, I can't say I've noticed huge health benefits, but uh, I don't crave as much sweet stuff as I previously did. So there must be some science behind it. Well, looking at you modelling the Universal After Dark Meetup t-shirt the other day, you've lost a bit of timber. You are looking at... I've seen you naked. Ish. Let's not start those rumours again. Um, But talking about that, because obviously this was your your precursor to going out again in a month's time (laughs) for our Halloween Horror Nights weekend. 31 days today. Les was going on this trip, um, and although we're going to be hanging around together, they'll be, we'll be branching off probably uh, a bit more than you managed to do on on this trip because there were nineteen of you at one point. Seventeen. Seventeen. You're like the fucking manager on there. I thought it was. I thought it was seventeen plus the two twins. No, no, including them. Okay. Um. So, obviously, we're doing the universal bit of the trip now. Uh, so, we stayed in the Hard Rock for five nights. Um, da, da, da. We, well, no, go on. You you asked the questions. Go on, sorry. Okay. Well, so, you mentioned the Hard Rock. Rock. You, I know it's a, a favourite of yours. When we go for our short trips, we normally stay at one of the budget resorts. So, when we went out last time together, we stayed at Cabana Bay. Yeah. Um, this time, I think everybody on the podcast is staying at Aventura, yeah. um, which is a slight, you know, slightly newer result than Cabana Bay by a couple of years. Um, but I know that you guys love the Hard Rock. So uh, I suppose as someone that's not stayed there before, what does, other than the, the fast passes and the more expensive uh, room rate, what does the Hard Rock give you that those other hotels don't? Uh, well, we spent a fair bit of time at the pool this time because there were so many of us there was pensioners involved there was small children involved and they loved the pools so and we were very conscious of not breaking people at the very start of the holiday so we would uh, we, we we spend time at the pool and the Ardrock pool is the pool to spend time at basically um Drinks would come round. We were on the beer buckets. Um, we were sitting, eating at the the restaurant at the bar, um, the beach club. It's called conveniently enough. <laughs> um, it was good, all right food. You know, there was there was the, the token burger, the token chicken burger, the chicken tenders, all the staples, salads, whatnot. It, it was good food and. 
it's just it's just a vibe i can't i can't put my finger on it's just the, the rock star vibe so you've got the music playing all the time uh, the music's playing in the lift the music's playing in the lobby um yeah everything about it was spot on uh, the location it's a it's a 10 minute walk from the parks the security is not laid back it's it's still a thorough security but it's a bit more intimate, i.e. there's not a queue of 2,000 people in front of you. Um, uh, yeah, it was great. I, I, it's my favourite hotel on property. Ten minutes, though. I mean, that's not that dissimilar from Cabana Bay. Um, well, Cabana Bay, I did it, if you remember, when me and Stuart went out two years ago. We, he went on the bus and I walked. The walk from Cabana Bay using the authorised route is exactly one mile. So in that heat, that's 16 to 20 minute walk, which I got there. I got to the Globe first. He sat on, I was being very politically correct on that episode because when we recorded it because I was in Orlando with him. Um, I didn't want to upset him. So I was trying to be very neutral and all that, but I got there a good 10 minutes before he did and he was on the bus. So he gets dropped off at the at the escalators basically and has to still walk in uh, a quarter of a mile maybe, but he had to sit on the bus for five minutes before the bus filled up enough to leave. So yeah, I mean I, I quite like to walk anyway, but um... I do. I, I prefer to walk because um, buses are buses ultimately. Yeah. What are the what are the rooms like? The rooms are, I mean, again, it's very hard um, to pick any difference. The room in the Ard Rock was exactly the same as the room at Disney's Beach Club. Same layout, same sinks, same coffee area, same fridge area, same bathroom. And they're basically identical to Cabana Bay. And the motel me and Stuart stayed on on International Drive um, six years ago, basically the same as that room. There might be a few a couple of inches or a couple of feet difference on the, the size of the room or whatever, but just a very similar... Every every hotel room in Orlando's got a very similar layout and a very similar feel. So you're, you're paying that extra for the ambience and for the location rather than anything really special? Well, let's be honest, I mean... A family of four, as we were in our room, obviously we were 17 of us, but just for me and my family of four, I can't remember how much the room rate is, maybe $300 a night, something like that. If I was to walk into Universal and buy four express passes for unlimited rides, that would be more than the room rate at Hard Rock. You're talking $400. Easy. Yeah. Yeah, so I suppose the fact that, you know, if you compare it like that, I mean, I I suppose I've never been in August, so I've never needed to consider looking at getting a an express pass or anything like that. But I suppose that's the difference. Like that extra I mean, you're paying between a Cabana Bay stay or an Aventura stay and a Hard Rock stay, you kind of wipe out because you get the expresses thrown in. Yeah. Definitely. So you you get the early park admission, um, which granted is only for a Harry Potter area, but they do open on, on alternate days, um, either 
I think it was The Mummy was opening or Despicable Me was opening, The Minions. Mm. So them two rides, not both of them, it was one or the other was open as well. So people would have a choice of going to the Harry Potter area or one of them other two rides. And is that is that before access to other hotel guests? No, no, that, that all the all the hotel guests get early park admission. So Aventura, Cabana Bay, everybody, just the top three resorts get the express passes thrown in. Yeah. But unlimited rides, not just one and done, unlimited. Yeah, because I think when we go out there in September, I think it's Islands that's... Uh, sorry, I think it's uh, Studios that's open early, not um, Islands. Yeah, Studios will open early because it's shutting early for Halloween Horror Nights. So yep. they'll, be, they'll be early park admission. Like it was for us, it, every day it was Studios. It was... Because of Hagrid's, I presume, mm. um, the islands wasn't opening early. However, I think when Halloween Horror Nights is on, I think Ireland stays open later. Because people are still paying top dollar for their park admission and then they're yeah. getting kicked out at five o'clock in the evening. So I think the other one stays open later. Okay. Um, so, I mean, obviously you've been to, to Universal numerous times, but um, I know that some of your party it was there their first time so um you know for, for those people that hadn't been before what was their first impressions like the first day you actually get into the park well the first morning we were there the hour early to get in and we were one of the first maybe two or three hundred in the park that morning and we did the power walk as you do frog march to the harry potter area and everybody rode um escape from gringotts including Claire, who doesn't like roller coasters, we persuaded that it wasn't that violent a roller coaster. It was more show scenes than roller coaster. Um, so we all rode it together. Well, we obviously did baby swap um, because of the babies. Yeah. But we rode it together. And again, this is one of the wonderful things about Universal. They're very relaxed on their baby swap. So there was, I think... After, I'm making it up. Off the top of my head, Phil stayed back with the babies. Might have been Carla, but it would be one of them two stayed back with the two babies and Rose, who wasn't big enough either. So the three babies. And we all went and rode the ride. When we got off and we all went into Kiddie Swap, we were all able to go back on the ride and wow. one person sat out with the babies. Whereas at Disney, it used to be a paper card. Now you've got to go up with the people, they will let three or two others ride with you. With so, but you've, it's all done on magic band, so it's right. all very, very tightly regulated. Yeah, so there's no leeway. Universal have still got that flexibility. That and we all went back on it, and maybe Nanny and Granddad didn't. Maybe they sat out as well, but everybody who wanted to ride went back on, which was brilliant. Nice. Um, Charlie didn't go back on. I think he. I think I'm fairly certainly spewed up by Hagrid's um by Charlie has got a no he's I've never known anybody like it for car sickness, any sort of motion, and he will throw up. Um, hopefully now, uh, if you listen to this after dark, he's conquered that because he come on in leaps and bounds through the holiday. Mm. His confidence grew on the rides. I think a lot of it was just nerves, Nora and Adam, and he was getting himself that worked up. 
he was throwing up. Um, it's interesting you bring that up because I'm <laughs> pun not intended. Um, because I'm considering getting some anti-sickness tablets when I when we go, because there was a couple of attractions that we went on last time, which made me feel a bit green. Um, yeah, previously hadn't. Um, uh, Forbidden Journey was one of those. Um, I think we only did it once yeah. together, um, and um, I'm not. I, I do get a little travel sick. I never used to, but I, I have done in recent years. But um, you know, I, I, I enjoy my rides and everything like that. It was just a couple of them made me feel a bit grim afterwards. And well, I mean, you'll you'll hear that. Well, I forgot about this, but on one of the last days in Disney when I took the kids into the parks just to do the rides they wanted to do. When we were on the bus back, we'd met up with Ian and Freya at Animal Kingdom. On the bus back, Charlie, as he as we're getting to the yacht club, goes green and says, I need to get off the bus, I'm going to be sick, and then spewed up all over the bus. So I had to go and tell the bus driver. Um, I, I just said, one of your passengers has been sick at the back there, mate. Oh, okay, thanks for letting me know. And then... Our Grace smelt his sick and got off the bus and spewed up all over the Yacht Club bus stop. <laughs> so, so he does get travel sick. So anyway, on, on that first morning, um, we were like, oh shit, what have we done? We broke Charlie already. Yeah. Um, we went into the ice cream shop and uh, be, uh, again, Jack was very, very excited and animated because he was confident and he knew where he was and he remembered stuff. So we wanted to tell everybody. Da, 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 da. So he was running everywhere. So he just got an ice cream and then he threw it all over the floor, tripped over, went flying, ice cream everywhere. And this is where I'm, I'm like, oh, God, here we go. This is the start of it. Um, but it was what it was, do you know what I mean? There was a big gang, and we just all had to sort of stop, start, stop, start. Um, we went and did Men in Black, I think, after that. Then we went back and did Jimmy Fallon. Uh, I think he threw up after that as well in the bushes. And again, it was like Jimmy Fallon, really? You know, it, it is motion. and it, So it must have been the 3D and everything like that. Um, I mean, to be fair, I mean, Jimmy Fallon does... Have a habit of making people feel nauseous, but not <laughs> for the same reasons. Yeah, um, I mean, overall, without breaking it down, day by day, ride by ride, um, universal. Whereas Disney was very regimented and a little bit stressful because fast pass, fast pass, dining reservation, fast pass. Um, and I'll be honest with you. At no point during our Disney stay were we able to get any extra fast passes. Mm. So how now in the past, and I, again I forgot all this for the Disney podcast, but in the past you could do your three fast passes and then get another fast pass for somewhere else. I was all the big rides had gone and I was breaking it down into groups of four. Instead of saying sixteen, I was going, Look, let's just get the four kids on or something like that. Couldn't get fast passes. It was so busy. Universal, on the other hand, with the Unlimited Express, because you know you're getting on the rides, everything was just a bit more chilled out. There wasn't that anxiety. There wasn't that pressure to do this. We've got to do this. We're going to be late for that. 
the the whole experience from start to finish at Universal was fantastic. The team members there were fantastic. They, they couldn't do enough for us. Um, they were a lot more relaxed in their in the way they approach you. And you know, you've got to show your park tickets when you're getting in. Obviously, then you've got to show your room key to prove you're a guest. But they weren't screaming at you. It was all very much. Disney, dare I say, of five years ago. It was all high fives and welcome and oh, did it, and it was the whole thing was was wonderful. Yeah, carry on, carry on. I was going to say it's quite funny because um, I know a lot of people think that uh, Universal isn't quite as friendly as Disney is, and yet when we went a couple of years ago. I thought all the cast members looked really happy. They looked like they wanted to be there. Um, I didn't get that vibe at all that, you know, people were a bit miserable. They weren't very friendly. I, I thought the complete opposite. I thought everyone was having a really good time. The, the, the team members, when you're getting off the rides, every ride, they're clapping, they're cheering, they're in character. So the soldiers at the at, um, Transformers, you know, so they're talking to you like short soldiers, but they've got a smile on their face. And some of the Disney cast members, were, yeah, were just. Yet there was some brilliant ones, um, but they were just. Some of them were just going through the motions. I didn't get that feeling at all at mm. um, Universal. There was two team members who were manning the, the booths on Men in Black photo. We we paid for the photo pass. For Universal, so you have to go and get your find. You, it's a bit laborious. You have to go and speak to them, and they say what rides we are on, where we are sitting, and then they find you. And these two girls, they're dressed in Men in Black uniforms. They're listening to Will Smith Men in Black on loop, and they, they had faces on them. And I got them to smile. You know what I mean? Just by having a conversation with them, I mean, because they were they were dead from the neck up. It was like, oh, where were you sitting? And I was like, that. come on, girls, give your face and all of you. Da, 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 da. And next thing, they were grinning from ear to ear and we were having a laugh and all that. Um, yeah, so next question, press on. So, uh, I mean, since you last went, uh, Minions, I, I didn't ask if you'd been on Minions, but yeah. uh, I assume that you, you did. Um, they've taken the 3D away. Yeah. So what was Minions like in 2D? Pointless. Yeah. Absolutely pointless. Um, it should be in 3D. It needs to be in 3D. Some of the effects obviously don't work now that it's in 2D. Um, you don't get immersed into it. I know obviously Potter is in 2D over at the castle, but somehow that manages to work. This mm. doesn't work. I think the screen's too big. Um, if the Simpsons, that should be in 3D. If the if they brushed up the Simpsons with a brand new 4K HD Spider-Man quality film and put it into 3D, that would be a fantastic ride. That's the thing. Like I don't, you know, with with Forbidden Journey, I get it, and I know that they they made it in 3D in Hollywood for a little bit, and then they converted it back to 2D. And I get it with Forbidden Journey that it doesn't necessarily need 3D because of the kind of motion that you go through. It's probably a bit full on. Um, 
but like you say, Minions, you know, that ride was designed from the ground up to be a 3D ride. Yeah. And to me, you know, obviously I'll experience this in a few, in a few weeks' time, but for me, like, to, to make that 2D just seems like such a pointless exercise. Yeah, definitely. Should have just... I, I mean, me and Stuart were sitting in there at the time before I went with you and we were stuck in there for 30 minutes because the, the 3D projectors had crashed. You could see that the screen had gone squiff. So maybe because it's an old technology or whatever, I don't know. But, I mean, Jimmy Fallon, it's like you wouldn't take the 3D from Jimmy Fallon because the 3D in there works. The 3D and Minions worked. The, I'll, I'll get on to um, Fast and Furious um, in a minute, but I think they should put it back. They're not going to because they're obviously the mind's made up. Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, it, it'd be interesting to know why they took it out in the first place. And it'll be interesting to see what knock-on effect that has. Because if that's a ride that people would have done two or three times during a, a trip, and now it's a one and done because they go on it and realize it's, it's not very good anymore or whatever. Um, then, you know, they might have to bring it back. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, from what I remember, the express in the express in there was still a 20 minute wait. So it's still as popular as it, as it ever was. Hmm. I wouldn't like to be in that queue for two hours and, or, or for 90 minutes and go in and watch a 2D thing like we did. Mm. Yeah, and so that's another question. So, you know, obviously you had the Express, but what were the wait times like? Because, you know, we've when we went, it was September. When we're going back, it's September. And I I find September isn't a... It, it, it's busy, but it's not horrendous. Like, we were able to get on the Hulk with about a 20-minute wait. Um I think we knocked out the Potter ride a bit early, so it wasn't very long. But things like Kong, well, like, I think the most I saw Kong was about a fifteen-minute wait as the day went. Yeah. So they what were was all it like, like in in August? They were all busy, really busy. You know, like over an hour on a lot of them. Uh, Seventy-five minutes you see in a lot of the time, um, and so even with Express. It's that old adage. What what do you do when who's the superhero when everyone's a superhero? Um, them top three hotels, they've all got the expresses. People are buying the expresses, so they, sometimes the queues for the expresses do get long. It's hit and miss. I, I, I would get frustrated when I'm shouting everybody, "Come on, come on, come on!" Um, some of the group didn't like to push through the group, push through the queue. So say I went in first. And then 60 people come in after me before my group comes in. They wouldn't push through the 60 people to get to me. I would have to go back to them. Yeah, but I i mean, I would argue that's the right thing to do. Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. Um, so that's me in my head, do you know what I mean? But then um, in your head, everyone should be behind you anyway. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? <laughs> so I would be standing at an entrance site Transformers, for example, and I'd be saying, "Come on, come on, come on!" And the faffing around, and the spraying their suntan on, and the putting the baby fan on because the baby's going to sleep. But then the other babies are, "Oh, come on, come on!" 
And all I can see is people walking past me, 10 people, 20 people, 30 people. Sunscreen's important, not when you're going inside a dark building for half an hour. Well, yeah, but they just exactly, you know, people just faffing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Making sure the ones who weren't lying were okay where they were and, and everything. And they were all hydrated. They all had the water with them. And I'd yeah. be like, come on, come on, come on. That, that was about the only time I was getting myself in a little twist at Universal. Other mm. than that, other than that, um, even with Express, it was normally a 10-minute wait. Some of them were a walk-on, but the majority of them were a walk-on, basically. But there was a few popular ones that weren't. Now, speaking of walk-ons, you've already mentioned it. It was a ride that was being built when we last went now opened uh how bad was fast and furious supercharged uh, i put it in the group i didn't think it was as bad as people what what i what i say to it right um it could have been twice as long mm-hmm. maybe three three times as long i obviously they've just ported it over from hollywood so they haven't got the the screen time over there because it's part of the tram tour so I would imagine it's it's maybe a two minute experience and and then they're moving on to something else and they've just lazily ported that over to here so it is maybe a minute now it's got to be more than that it's got to be two minutes or three minutes but it was really clever honest to god sitting on the bus right I was in the perfect seat and this is where it falls down so i was dead center in the middle aisle and i was dead center of the middle in in the row that i was in right so i was surrounded by bus and all the obscured view that that provides you but that also then protected me from seeing what kerry seen so kerry was sitting on the outside of the same row and she could see where the screen ends. Right. So that took her out of it. I was in, there must only be about four good seats on that bus. And I was in one of them. So for me, I had a really good experience in there. It was actually quite good. But as it's just getting going, it's finished. Yeah. And that that's that's what lets it down. I don't know how they can fix um, the Kong one. Is basically exactly the same, but it you didn't get the impression uh, on Fast and Furious that you were going from screen to screen to screen like you do in Kong. But you can disguise a lot of it in Kong with foliage and stuff like that. You can't really have foliage on a on a motorway. No. Or a highway, or whatever it's called, an interstate. What they what they're battling on, what they're fighting on. So I don't know. The, I don't know how to fix it, but I enjoyed it. Okay, well, it's I'm not the go, best. I'm going to go on it in September. Amanda's uh, said she's going to go on it with me as well. Um, I, but I, I imagine we'll probably do it all as a as a group. But um, yeah, I can't wait to try it out just so I can I can see it for myself. But I think the difference between that and Kong, and obviously Kong was similar situation, is that, like you said, Kong, they 
they made everything longer. So you've got, you know, the bit is you drive into it, the driver talking to you, then you've got yeah. the scene with the bats, and then you've got the first actual screens, and then you kind of go past those and you're in the jungle and you know, there's there's breaks, but they've they've managed to kind of, as you say, disguise it quite well. And then at the end, obviously, you meet Kong. Uh, yeah. Fast and Furious, you don't get that. You you just get the exact same experience you got in Hollywood. You know, in the um, in the Terror Tram thing or whatever it was called. Um, oh God, what was it called? The ride that it replaced. Oh, where you went on uh, disaster. Disaster, yeah, yeah, earthquake, yeah. Um, you had uh, like a, a truck falling down as the earthquake, a big petrol tanker coming down. You could have had some animatronic cars in there for the end, or you know, a car comes screeching round and and maybe his his face was in the in the window with that, that technology that they use that makes it look like they're interacting. You could have done something physical, maybe where like where Kong is. You could have had a car wheel spinning up. Yeah, I, I don't know. It was very um, heavily influenced by the screens, obviously. Um, I tried to, every time one of them mentioned the family, I shouted out, family, until Kerry punched me in the ribs. Uh, I would like Luke to go in there and do a detailed breakdown how many times to say family. I think it's about 17 times off the top of my head. Yeah, um, that is cheesy. It's keeping people in work, so don't don't take it out. But it's cheesy. Uh, I don't know if it's actual film footage or CGI computer graphics. I was I was looking at the, the actors on the screen. I don't know if they're real or not. Don't um, the actors are real, but it's it was all filmed in front of green screens. So, but did their faces even look plastic? Look, animals they look fake basically, they don't look like the real people. Yes, they are real actors, but yeah, I think that I think they just did it on the cheap. Um, I've seen the behind the scenes and it was all filmed in green screen, and and those films are quite famous for doing a lot of practical effects, like very little green screen is used in the Fast and Furious films, surprisingly. Um, and so that probably makes it stand out more as well, yeah. No, I'm I'm glad I rode it, and I'm I'm. We only did it once. It was a one and done. Yeah, it was. Re- it was like Kong. I mean, Kong. You, you, again, you've got to be sitting in the right place on Kong as well. So I don't know how to address that problem. I don't know if they care. It's got to be in there for another ten years. They're not going to take it out. They're not. They can update it. You see, right? The the bus that you're on is moving. But obviously the screens are giving the impression that you're going at high speed because of the, the obviously the film that you're watching. And it does, it's all round you. It's fantastic how they do it. Right. So that part of it is stunning. That I I don't know if it, the bus is stationary and it's just wobbling a bit. Uh, my impression was that it was moving. Now, if that bus is moving, you just make it move a little bit slower and you can make the film longer, can't you? Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it, it could be improved. It's just whether they choose to improve it or not. Mm. Yeah, I wonder if we'll see an overlay in a few years. Um, I know there's been some patents uh, reserved for uh, Hobbs and Shaw by the Universal theme parts, so I don't know 
if uh, I mean that film's not been as as popular as the the main series of films. It's yeah. just had a really big opening up in China, but um, you know it's 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 not been quite as popular as the Fast and Furious films generally are. So I don't know if they're pl- you know they thought it was going to be more popular and they were going to replace the film, um, and they still might do. I don't know, but maybe that's that's one thing they could do is is just put a new film in there. Um, keep the ride as is, but just make the film look a bit better. I think that's generally most people's complaints uh, is, or, or one of the big ones is the quality of the actual film that's in there. Yeah. Um, I mean, over at Ireland, our Grace got to ride Hulk for the first time. And I think on Orlando, she says that's her favourite ride in Orlando now. Wow. Uh, I'm sure she said the Hulk was number one. Um, I didn't ride it because we were doing, we were swapping over with the kids and we wanted to do other things. And I, me and Kerry were just like, we're not really that bothered. We girls got to do it with Carla and Phil while we minded the babies. So we were happy with that. Um, Zeus landed doing it with kids, mm-hmm. doing it, doing it with toddlers and doing it with babies. Um, put it in a whole different light, basically. So it's a bit cheesy, it's a bit crap when you walk through with a gang of adults. You're like, man, I'm not doing it. Cat in the hat with an art. You know, I think we did cat in the hat, maybe. Did, yeah. Yeah. But we did everything in there. We spent a good couple of hours in there. We ate in there. We ate in the circus, McGurkis. We did the trolley ride. Um, we took the babies on the carousel. We did one fish, two fish. We did the cat and the art. We had a really good couple of hours in there. Totally different appreciation for the police. And uh, I mean, that's what another thing I was going to ask you actually was like food. So you went in Circus McGurkus. What was that like? Uh, uh, it was, I can't remember what I had. I'll be honest with you, but it was very limited, the menu. It, it's one of them places where there's maybe four things on the menu and one of them was pizza oh i i I asked no no it wasn't too bad actually i had uh, meatballs and spaghetti that was one of them so random i I think the other one might have been a salad or something like that but it was it was meatballs and spaghetti pizza um might have been some sort of chicken tender or something or yeah but it was all right we we got these cups uh, we thought we had unlimited refills, so I only filled my cup half full because we were trying to get all everyone settled down and everything like that. And when I went back, it was it, it had a chip in the bottom of the, the cup, and you could see the chip. And I didn't get another drink, so I was disappointed at that. But everybody cleaned the plates in there. The meatballs were nice. Okay. Do you do you eat anywhere else in Universe over that time? Um. We were, like I say, we ate in the Hard Rock. So we were going in, we were going down every morning. Bear in mind, we'd had food delivery off, um, I can't remember the name of them, terrible. It, it, it was it was ridiculous, you should have seen it. She, she turned up at five o'clock on the, the day we checked in with um, $300 worth of food. In fact, it was more, it might have been $600 worth of food. But it was bottled water, it was fresh fruit, it was beer, 
for basically five families because Anthony was with us from day three, so we were minding his stuff. And we had to get the bellhops to come and help us load up one of their trolleys with like six crates of water, uh, five boxes of beer, and then bags and bags of uh, Oreos and uh, Cheetos and stuff like that. So we were taking them into the park with us, so we weren't really eating in there. Mm-hmm. I did have, um, is it the NBC cafe now or the ABC? Day to day. That's the one, yeah. We yeah. ate in there. So one of them had the, the sandwiches, which are like doorstops. I had a cheesecake on a stick, which was basically a strawberry cheesecake on a stick. It was very nice. Thank you very much. Um, I can't think of anywhere else we actually ate in the parks. And then we, again, we were very conscious of trying to keep the cost down. So we were eating at the Hard Rock bar and the pool, which was basically, so you're not getting a $40 steak or a $70 steak. You're getting basically bar food. So it was it was quite reasonable. We were having a few drinks, but then we were going, we were, that first few days, we were in bed for nine o'clock. Mm. Uh, so much to Anthony's disgust. Um, but we were, we were in bed for nine o'clock, like we were done in basically. Um, but we wanted to eat out in one place. So I went to the Tahitos to book for the next night. And she went, you can't book. In private booking, the whole restaurant was shut for the night. The next night, it had been booked out, so it was like, "Oh, where next?" Um, so we felt fail safe, bubble gumps. So that after the afternoon of the meal, I went to him and said, "Look, mate, the seventeen of us, we want to eat here. It's Nanny and Granddad's seventieth, um, fifty years married. It's a special event for us." We were, and he went, "Give us a minute." He, he had an earpiece in because uh, the manager, yeah, I've got a party here. He wanted to eat 17 of them, five o'clock. Yeah, okay. And he come back and he said, Right, I think we said six o'clock. He said, We could sit you at five. Is that okay? And we were like, Yeah, let's just do it. And so we got a reservation. So, because that doesn't generally happen uh, at the universal restaurants, you, you just get given a pager basically. Mm. So you rock up, you say, Can we eat four of us, six of us, eight of us? Here's a page, yeah. When you're ready, you know, we'll page you. Go and do something else, you say, in City Walk, and we'll, we'll find you. Um, these we just turned up and they had us straight in. And right. we had a, we were drinking the Corona Ritas. Um, there was shrimp flying everywhere. It was a, a good meal, was had by all. It was a, a cracking meal. Good. I do like it in there, yeah. Um, what else? Come on, let's think. Um, right, Volcano Bay, we had the $700 oh, cabana. Yes, yes, yes. So we got there an hour before park opening because we're hotel guests. So you come up the Ardrock, you go to the bus stop in the Ardrock car park, a bus turned up, took us to Volcano Bay. Um, last time it was a car crash, it was 10 o'clock in the morning, it was a catastrophe, it was shocker. This time, 7 I think the park opened at nine o'clock, so it would be eight o'clock, or it might have opened at, I can't remember, whatever. But we were there an hour before. They had us straight in, straight to guest services um, to pick up our cabana, straight into the cabana. Shout out to Anthony, the server, who was very attentive to our needs. He looked after us all day. 
we could have closed the park out, but basically um, we got that much done in the first hour before the park opened. We we did the big death drop slide. I can't remember the names. I'm going to make them up. We did the big death drop slide, the ones we wanted to do it. We did loads. We smashed the park, basically. By six in the evening, it started thundering at six, and people were dead on the feet. Um, my intention was to eat there for our meal that night and to close the park out at nine o'clock, where we could, especially after the thunderstorm. But even I was done in, so we we drew a line and we we just got the bus back to the Hard Rock and we had a few beers in the pool there instead. But it was an absolutely cracking day. Volcano Bay has come on so much since we. And- with with that, I mean, obviously, you you got the cabana, which you you didn't do last time. No, we did. We did, we had a cabana last time. Um, yeah, but we we got because we were staying on Disney property at that point, so we couldn't get in an hour early. Ah, uh, right. Rose had fell off the bed that morning and bumped her head, uh, and had a big egg on her head. Um, so we left the the beach club late. So we didn't get there till like 10 or 10. So the park was bouncing when we got there. Um, you have to park in the Universal car park and then get a bus to Volcano Bay. You don't go to Volcano Bay. So you had to queue up to get on that bus. You had to go through security to get on that bus. So the whole day was a totally different day. Mm. This was this was a perfect day. We had a, a, boss, a boss day. It was lovely. Uh, you know, would you would you say it's worth the expense for a cabana? Well, I mean, again, if you break it down, we were there eleven hours, and there was seventeen of us. Seven hundred dollars. Do the maths. Seven hundred divided by seventeen divided by eleven hours. Buttons. I think. I think what the because they were selling express passes in the park, so hotel guests don't qualify for it, like the top tier. Mm. So to me, if they're not going to do the hotel guests, understandably, because if three ho- three hotel loads of guests all decide to go on the same day, it would be a catastrophe for the park. Mm. So, so the way to police it is cabana guests. If you're a cabana guest, you get an express pass. That's the only thing I would change. Because it it is a it's a lot it is a big outlay seven hundred dollars is a is a big outlay, um, and there isn't that many cabanas, so it would be a you know they sell out every day the cabanas there. We got free water, we got a free, we got the same that that was the only little thing right. We got the same breakfast basket for seventeen of us as we did when we were eight of us. So realistically, there should have been two breakfast baskets turn up, but only one turned up. So that was the only thing that was... Obviously, it didn't put a dampener on the day. No one really noticed, but I noticed. I was like, what? Yeah, so you got the same amount of food, regardless of the size of the party. Yeah. Yeah. But... Yeah, what an improvement! Fantastic. So, what was the what was the top ride on this tw- on this trip? Well, 
uh, Jack got to ride uh, Riff Ride Rocky for the first time. Mm-hmm. Grace got to ride it for the second time. She'd come off crying. She doesn't like that ride, but she did it because everyone else was doing it. Um, Jack thoroughly loved it. Grace has said the Hulk was her best ride. Jack loved the Transformers ride. Um, for me, we all got to ride Jimmy Fallon together, apart from the, the the I think Rose couldn't fit on it, and the babies. So there was Kitty Swap involved. I think maybe the Nana sat it out. She didn't want to go on it anyway, so there was no Kitty Swap. Um, for me personally, it's still Jimmy Fallon. I just love it. We were all sitting on the row. I had I had all the kids sitting either side of me there laughing their heads off, howling. Um, I love his type of humour. Uh, even, you know, what's coming, but I, I'm still smiling. I'm the same as Spider-Man, the same as Transformers. Mm-hmm. Um, the kids, it, well, for me, it was brilliant that Grace loved the Hulk and it was brilliant that Jack loved Rip Ride Rocky. I think if Charlie had the option to go back to Universal again, he would be a, a different boy in there. He was very timid in there. He was very scared. He was very, um, well, he, he threw up a couple of times. Do you know what I mean? So I think he threw up as well on one of the water rides in Volcano Bay. Yeah, <laughs> he did. How, how does that happen? It was one of the, it was, it was the family raft rides. So we were all on this raft. I think six of us on it. Definitely five of us. And he come off that and threw up. So I think a bit of it is travel sickness, but I think a bit of it is anxiety as well. Yeah. So I think if he had his time again, he would have a better time at university. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, there are obviously kiddie rides there. You mentioned Zeus Landing. We talked earlier about things like Minions. But I think Universal has probably more intense rides yeah, I mean the, the kids. I took I took Charlie on the hail and twirl, and he was like, "This is lame," <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, but you have to listen to it because it, it's quite funny as as you're listening to them." Ah, um, see, I've not I've not done that because I just wrote it off as it being what it is. But maybe I'll I'll have a go on that next time. Yeah, it, it's very Simpsons humour. You know, the the tricking you to go on this ride so that you can um, eat you basically. Mm. Um, E.T. they thought was absolutely pants. But I loved being on it with them, watching their reactions, because mm. we didn't tell them anything. We, we were like, you know the film? The kids obviously haven't seen the film because it's not relevant to them. Um, so you, you'd obviously go through the film for the first half of it, and then everybody said the same thing. Who was on LSD when we made the second half of that frigging ride? It's true. It's true that you know, and then one of the funniest bits of the of the whole holiday was um, me, Anthony, Phil. I think did it. No, maybe he didn't. But Ian, um, getting in the cupboard with ET. Yeah, I saw that, and that, that was that was another question that I wanted to ask you about. You said you got the photo pass. Um, how much was it, and you know, do you think it was worth it? It was. It was about ninety dollars, and then plus tax, it probably just put it over a hundred dollars. And it was a three-day pass, so you get it for three days. And um, 
yeah, I think it's worth it. There isn't as many photo pass people out there. It's not called photo pass, I can't remember what it's called. Um, but so they've only really got them at the entrance of the park. Universal are missing a trick. There's some iconic locations there in that in that um in both theme parks. You know, you've got the um you've got the men in black facade, you've got that what's it called, the World Trade, uh, the World's Fair um monument, you've got um the Transformer, Optimus Prime standing on the top. Well they, they should have people at them locations. Mm. Definitely. Even Hogwarts. Uh, they should be on there. I mean, we used the, the photo pass in the Hogwarts queue for the green screen shot and all that. We used it on every ride that we could, and we got a couple of photographs with a couple of them out there. But they didn't seem to have them on all the character. There was a lot of character meet and greets outside where, say, Terminator used to be. So there was Scooby Doo, um, there was Betty Boo, there was Marilyn Monroe. And they all had big lines to meet them, but they didn't have photo pass people there. Mm. So they'd sell more photo pass if people knew that there was photo pass, if you know what I mean. Mm. They were using their own cameras to take photos. Yeah, it just defeats the objects for me. Yeah. You know, like you say, they're they're definitely missing a trick because, you know, I I don't know if they're... (laughs) I don't know, trying not to sell too many, that's what it is, but you would have thought that they should be trying to, it must be a good money maker for them. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and, the, the, I mean, there must be a way that us, I can't remember, I got the pass, and then I think we got, somebody went on a ride without the pass, and they just got given another pass that I could then link to my account, and then mm. we could use that pass. So I think if we go in September and we split the money between us all, it might be a $10, $15 outlay, something like that. Okay. And it might be worth considering because you'll have some good photographs. Yeah. Um, and and just the last thing I, I wanted to ask you really was, you know, what was the highlight, low light, really? Um. The highlight was me chasing Charlie and Jack down the path on the, the early morning walk uh, and running into a lamppost. <laughs> um, so, Craig. Yeah, it was It was a fantastic introduction to the holiday. Um, it was relatively stress-free, apart from my own anxieties of trying to keep people moving, um, which is 100% on me uh, it was the, the setup at Universal is so much more relaxed than it is at Disney like I said Disney is you've got a fast you've got a fast pass use it you've got a fast pass use it and I mean we were exploiting the fast pass system because you do get an hour and then you do get an extra 15 minutes when you're not qualified anymore so, and then I think you do one of them for the day anyway um, but Universal was just, I think we laughed a lot more at Universal. We had a lot more, although we did have a good time at Disney and, like I say, some of the memories of um, sitting, having a pint with the brother-in-laws after a, a day at the parks. It was, it was good. I think Universal, we were 
together a lot more at the pool and having pints at the pool and running up big bar bills and um yeah i i, I mean we we had some good pints in nbc we had did some good drinking in there um we had yeah honestly universal top disney i mean i I mean, I think you just answered my final question, which is, or finally I was going to say, which is, you know, I'm looking to try and take the family to to Orlando. Um, Budgetary-wise, it, it's much easier for me to do Universal for a week than it is to try and do Disney for two. And that the only reason I compare them like that is because you wouldn't really spend two weeks at Universal um, you'd probably need to spend at least two weeks at Disney. Um, but, I mean, there is no comparison in the cost if you break down week by week. Um, and it's like, you know, is it worth me taking them to Universal um, if if I don't do Disney? But I think it sounds like it is. I I mean, it's tough. I mean, you, you know what your little fella is going to be capable of doing or not. Um, it's whether you, they, they're getting the benefits of the rides or whether they're going to be getting kitty swaps. So you need to look at all the sizes of all the rides. Yeah. You know, Rose was back, she's three and she was 38 uh, inches. So she could do the likes of Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. You'd have to just double check all the sizes at Universal before you go. Yeah. Just make sure Alice can get on. Otherwise, yeah, she's got to. There's going to be a lot of sitting rounds for them, and they will get bored. Um, but I mean, you, you can definitely you can do Disney. I mean, I've just quoted on the other show some Disney prices there for two weeks. You could do a ten day trip to Disney with your food included, and you know Jack Taylor at uh, grilled chicken breast for every sit down meal because that's what he eats. Mm. You know, um, he, he had hot dogs, he had chicken nuggets, just about. And then we were in um, the Irish bar on Disney Springs, and we ordered some starters with this one because we, we fancied the likes of them. One of them was battered sausages, so they all come out with six battered sausages on six forks, and he he just nonchalantly just took one of the battered sausages and started eating it. And if you and he ate the whole thing, and he didn't look up. And if you'd have said to him, Jack, eat this battered sausage, he'd have gone, he'd have sniffed it, he'd have looked at it, he'd have felt it, he'd have touched his tongue on it, and then he'd gone, no, don't like that, and he wouldn't have ate it. So you, you couldn't. But he did live on chicken breasts um, and Cadbury's chocolate, I think. But yeah, I, I there's arguments to do both. I would to keep the cost down. I would look at doing one or the other. It's just whether you pick the right one for you and your family. Yeah, I, I think the thing is like my daughter loves Disney, and we're taking her to Disneyland Paris soon for Halloween. Um, but she loves Harry Potter so much. I, I'd say probably even more than anything Disney throw out. Um, well, that's. You've mentioned Harry Potter and we forgot to talk about it. The the thing that disappointed me the most was not being able to do Hagrid's 
and not not even being able to get close to Hagrid's that is a, an absolute catastrophe. It's a, it's a it's a shit show. When you when you've got the queue going out past the Mystic Fountain and the Mystic Fountain is getting used to entertain people in this queue, you know something's not right there. Mm. They, they, they should not. They should um, have either invitation only or express pass only or hotel guests only um, or something. Because if it's not right the way it's not right at the moment, for it to be open and for having people. There was um, one of my mates in work on the last day of his holiday queued for three hours to ride it and then didn't get to ride it. Now, that's on him, obviously. He's made that choice. But they shouldn't be putting him in that position. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying, but it was very similar to what happened when Forbidden Journey first opened, uh, Hogsmeade first opened. You know, yeah, but, yeah but Forbidden Forbidden Journey, right, is a self-contained queue. So mm. that queue could absorb a two-hour queue because mm. we stood in it. We stood in the greenhouse area of Forbidden Journey. Now, you still put you through that way. Um, with the express pass, but you 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 basically walk the entire queue. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, but we've stood in that queue before there was an express pass. This is something that's fundamentally wrong that they've got people queuing up in a different land to do that ride. It does. It was the same at Disney with um, Slinky Dog. That is, oh my god! I mean, I forgot to, you didn't even ask me about Toy Story Land. What a shit show that place is. Um, Slinky Dog, there's the queuing up, the queuing out right halfway round Hollywood Studios. What the hell? For, for an, uh, an average, uh, a family roller coaster, basically. It's a nice little roller coaster. Yeah. But there's... All you see in Toy Story Land is people, they've, they've put umbrellas up all the way around it. People huddled under these umbrellas for shade. And this queue, the same at Avatar for Flight of Passage, that this, this queue is still there. This queue mm. is still going out into other parts of the park. What What is wrong? Why is this now an acceptable way of queuing? Mm. So we never got to ride Hagrid's. We could hear it. It was riding, um, but we never got close to it. Which is even worse, I suppose. Well, It'll be I mean, interesting I, to see if we get a chance to get near it in September. Well, well our Eve, as um, I haven't promised to her yet, um, I've said to Grace, I'm not going anywhere near Star Wars without uh, Grace. And Eve's like, well, you're not going on Hagrid's then without me. So <laughs> my love, you know, other people in the group will, t- will be like, I'll tell them to jog on, whatever like that. Um, but I think she'll relent. I think she'll let me on it if I buy the T-shirt or something. <laughs> but I'm, o- I'm hoping it's calmed down in September because I think it's just wrong. I, th- I think just limit it. Just all you have to do is say express only and then that problem's gone away. Yeah, I think... If I remember, I'm sure Forbidden Journey was like four hours plus when it first opened, and we went in the late September of that year. It opened, I think, in July, and by late September, I think we queued for 
just over an hour yeah. uh, to get on it. And we was quite content with that. Uh, you know, if it's the same for Hagrid's this year, then I, I'm I'm fine with that. I don't mind queuing over an hour for a brand new attraction. It was 210 minutes mm. every day we were there. Just 210. Never went down. That's probably the highest it goes up, that's why. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, just wrong. It is what it is. So was there anything else about the trip that you wanted to mention or...? Definitely um, consider getting one of these shoppers in to deliver the food to you. It can help uh, massively reduce the outlay, especially at Universal, where it's a bit of a shoddy dining plan. Basically, you buy into it on a meal-by-meal basis. That did help mitigate a lot of the cost uh, involved with the food. But... No, we had a lovely time in Universal. And we had a lovely time in Disney, but Universal, like I said, um, trumped it. Excellent. That's good. That's good. I'm, you know, obviously I'm really looking forward to us going out there anyway, but even more so now. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited for the the, the gathering, the, the happening. Um, at the end of September, 31 days and counting will be 30 by the time this comes out. It's, it's just probably, le- probably, probably less than that. I'm not sure yeah. when it's coming out. Well, yes. <laughs> but no, that's, that's good. I'm glad you had a really good trip. There you go. Hello. Where are you back? Yeah, I'm back now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I missed all the Halloween Horror Night announcements. Um, I know them now. Uh, none of them really blew me away, I'll be honest with you. House of a Thousand Corpses has got me a little bit excited. Us, yeah, whatever. Probably my bottom one. Right, we're gonna we're gonna just try and get you and Chris and Luke to record your your top tens anyway. So don't spoil too much. But uh, okay, no, it's it's you know I'm 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 looking forward to I'm looking forward to Halloween Horror Nights, even though I'm still cagey about going in the houses um, for the most part. But just hanging out with you and Boston and. Luke and seeing some listeners and seeing Mr. D and you know the whole thing it's just it's going to be exciting it's going to be fun Halloween Horror Nights is going to be good but doing the parts with you all is going to be fun as well yeah it's going to be boss absolutely boss so make sure you're coming the uh you know make sure you've you've said you're attending the event attending the meet up um because otherwise we won't know and that I think will do, Craig, for this episode. Cheers, lads. So thank you very much for talking us through. Thank you, dear listener, for listening. And uh, we'll see you in a few weeks in Orlando. Orlando.
This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.